You're listening to Remote Possibilities, a podcast on the intersection of technology, society, and education, brought to you by MarketScale. Now here's your host, Kevin Hogan. Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Remote Possibilities, the podcast that explores the promise and the perils of distance learning. I'm your host, Kevin Hogan, and I'm glad you found us. With me today is Henji Wang, co-founder at Kami, an educational technology application that provides educators and students tools to view and edit documents and PDF files. Their web application offers easy-to-use and valuable tools to millions of educators and students that need uh, a document and a PDF solution. Uh, the product also enables the increasing number of American K-12 students to edit and collaborate worksheets and interact with publisher-supplied PDF files in their Chromebooks. Henji, welcome and thanks for joining us today. Uh, thank you for having me. So, uh, as I mentioned before we began recording, I was uh, on an episode with a guest from uh, Moscow, Russia last week where I congratulated him on being the most remote of guests for Remote Possibilities, but now you take that crown. So uh, congratulations for that. Where are you calling in from? Thank you. I'm calling in from New Zealand, uh, from very cold New Zealand right now. And also congratulations on uh, how well uh, New Zealand has combated uh, COVID-19. Yeah, it's um, taken a whole country, all five million of us to get there, but everyone sort of stuck to the lockdown and um, we're hopefully uh, going to back to relatively normal society now. Right, right, right. So uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, your company. Uh, Kami's been around for a while. It's since uh, 2013, is that correct? Yeah, we've, we started this straight out of university. So when we were young and um, <laughs> just, yeah. And, and, what, uh, and what was kind of the inspiration? Talk about the beginnings of this. Was it, was it started purely as an educational play? Uh, was it just a need that you might have had as yourself as a student? Talk a little bit about the, uh, the beginnings. So my founders and I, we were spending all of our money on buying the latest and greatest devices. And some of them happened to be these smaller form factor devices, um, like the Chromebooks or Netbooks, they used to call them. And we couldn't find any great software for ourselves to use in class uh, during lectures. So we started, you know, being the technical people that we are, we started building our own software. Um, and that formed the basis of Kami. So it started off just for college students, but very quickly we saw that there was a need for teachers uh, to help digitize their classrooms and transform their class. So we pivoted to that uh, about six months later and saw that grew, that demand for transforming their class and digitizing a class grow over the last um, seven or so years. And uh, from from my experience uh, covering your company, the 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 change in dynamic that was intended by the use of it was to get the teacher up from behind his or her desk and to be interacting with students uh, while walking around the classroom. Is that is that kind of accurate? Yeah. So Cami works by allowing the teachers to send whatever curriculum to the kids. The kids will be working on it and allows the teacher to pop in and see what the kids are working on 
maybe scaffold information, provide feedback, uh, encouragement, uh, basically real-time interventions, and all before the file has been turned in back to the um, back to the teacher again. So it gives that sort of interactivity uh, and engagedness that you don't typically see if you were just uh, in a normal classroom setting. Now, I will assume uh, back when the company was founded, uh, you didn't uh, foresee the use of it during a global pandemic. <laughs> uh, but as things have uh, evolved this year, um, talk a little bit about how you found users switching from what was uh, a classroom tool to one that is now used remotely. When we first started the business and, and created the product, we were the fastest and easiest way for teachers to switch from a paper-based classroom to a completely paperless classroom. And that brought a huge amount of advantages from time savings to printer savings to increased engagement in class. Um, when the COVID-19 school shutdowns hit, we started seeing it uh, shut down across the world. And we became very quickly the easiest and fastest way to switch your class to remote learning, uh, to asynchronous learning and synchronous learning. So people were realizing very quickly, you can't just teach sitting in a Zoom call all day. You need to have other tools to help with that interaction and help with that sort of um, engagement with the kids. And Kami quickly became that tool because they had so many of these PDF documents um, or other document types like Word, PowerPoint, whatever you have. It could be a Google Doc as well. And they wanted to be able to have the kids work on these documents while still using the same annotation tools. So mm. we've got tools that work across different subjects, across different grade levels. And it's just been really easy for a kid to transition from one subject to another subject to another teacher, uh, you know, let's say if they're in high school. What has been the, the, the difference between educators who were already using your product versus what I'll assume will be a large group of people um, who kind of came in cold uh, this March? We saw a lot of people... Um, we saw a lot of people use Cami without really knowing that much about technology. So we had to cater for that spectrum of uh, really young to sort of digitizing the classroom folks. Um, but we also saw on the other end really advanced users that really knew the product, really knew how to create a digital uh, and remote learning environment. The difference is we've got different kinds of tools and different things that they could be doing for advanced users that um, early users might just be finding out for the first time. So I'll give you an example. If you were just transitioning to digital, you might be simply using our markup tools, the highlighter, the strike through, maybe adding some comments on the side. The more advanced users will be scaffolding the content with video content, with audio, uh, with, let's say, if you're teaching language, for instance, you would ask the kids to respond using our audio or video tool so that you can sort of see how they're trying to pronounce uh, or enunciate certain words and language uh, and other languages. So, Th those would be the major differences, mm. um, but luckily, 
we were providing free training for everyone that was asking for it. We we're providing daily webinars and people were able to pick things up pretty quickly and the product's fairly simple to use. Talk a little bit about the, um, the disparity in ages. Uh, a lot of the research that uh, I've been reading coming out is that the younger the grade, the younger the student, uh, the more difficult this has been, this transition has been. Uh, you know, for me myself, I have one that's in college who came home, and while her social life was definitely disrupted, her, her academics almost didn't skip a beat. My middle guy uh, had some success, but my youngest who was in eighth grade. Pretty much, um, it didn't it didn't work at all, and it, it kind of seems that way that amongst the primary level, anyway, that a lot of the stuff um, wasn't attaching. Have, have you noticed or uh, seen any uh, trends uh, through the use of your your product? The thing that we've noticed is the people that were better accustomed to technology, to using technology daily in the classroom, were better off um, during remote learning versus those who were just trying to figure things out from the first time. So mm. we saw the people that were figuring things out do really odd things with our product. <laughs> and we had to basically change or fix or improve the product in ways that cater to that newer audience. Um, and I think we're better prepared than ever for back to school because we've taken a look at all the th different things that people were using our product for and building affordances into it so that they can easily recover and not have to be frustrated with technology. And the, I, you know, and the idea where the technology sort of goes away, right? You don't have to think about it yeah. and you can just learn. And I feel like the folks that have spent a lot more time, let's say in the older ages with Chromebooks or iPads and using, um, uh, using other web tools, they it, it's it's um, they're used to it, right? The right. younger folks, um, we've started to build things like bigger buttons, um, things where they don't have to worry about. Um, there's no visual distractions, so we start to reduce some visual distractions there. Um, so other things that can help as well. So we started to change the product there. How about what's what about on the on the flip side of that? Did you notice uh, any new innovations spring up as a result of your users uh, using the product in in new and different ways, or any aha moments where you're like, "Wow, we we could have done it this way all along." So there's definitely some things around accessibility that has really helped um, kids. You know, some of these kids weren't really used to using technology to help with their um, with their learning and having all the kids use the same application, use the same features at the same time meant that these kids can work with each other even in, in a Zoom call mm -hmm. setting. Um, and it gives them the ability or the confidence that, hey, I'm not actually a, a sped kid anymore. I'm just like every other kid who's using the same exact tools and using the same exact products and I can help them as well as they can help me figure out this these features or this product as as the teacher is teaching. Um, so that was really interesting to see. Um, so we've got kids that um, are using, say, our text-to-speech tools um, who might not necessarily be a sped kid, but then 
uh, teaching other kids that need those affordances how to use it, how to get the most out of it, how to make it sound funny and robotic, or maybe switch to say my accent, you know, where it could be a little bit uh, funny to to read out loud text. Mm-hmm. Right, right. <laughs> um, um, you know, they love to use, uh, say, the Australian accent built in. And so, yeah, we're, we're certainly seeing um, really different ways to use the product uh, in ways that we never really imagined. We've started to see teachers use us for providing a lot more effective feedback, um, remote feedback, and doing more real-time interventions. So our hope with that trend is more towards transforming the class towards personalized learning. Mm. Um, we're starting to see teachers use Kami for remote whiteboarding. So the benefit there is that they've realized is you can draw and do everything that you need to do, show your working, show how to do the work, um, and then send it off to the kids afterwards so that they've got their own copy of your whiteboard and they can play back you know, the screen recordings that we've got built into Kami to, to allow you to play back how the teacher worked uh, their solution, for instance. And that's been also helpful for kids to review and um, relearn. I would suspect that there are a lot of potentials when it comes to assessment. Uh, you know, we're watching how, you know, SATs, uh, ACTs are being canceled. Oh, a lot of the state assessment tests um, never went on last year. Um, they might not happen this year and maybe not ever again. And there needs to be some sort of way to uh, assess student work. So I could see some of your markup tools uh, being used in that way as well. Absolutely. Assessment is key for really understanding whether kids are learning your content, right? And we have tools that allow you to do that, but we also have to think a little bit deeper about how can kids um, avoid cheating mm. or how, how can teachers avoid kids from, from cheating, uh, sharing the documents uh, amongst themselves. So um, we've certainly had a lot of requests from people asking how we can use Kami for, for assessments. And it's a area that we're starting to look into uh, more for back to school. We don't have anything to, to announce yet there, but it's certainly, um, you know, we'll certainly have something to announce later down the line. Let's talk a little bit about parents. Um, I've been covering technology for a, a number of years, and I don't remember as much conversation about having parents involved in not only the education of their children, but the being the tech support as well as the teaching assistant when they came home uh, from the classrooms. Uh, have you had a new experience with parents, uh, maybe in, in terms of professional development for them? We have seen some extremely engaged parents over this period of time, <laughs> which 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 is all a really good thing, right? Um, and it shows just how difficult it is sometimes to teach some of your kids, and um, how much you really have to engage to get to a point where they're happy and interacting with the content and really learning um, learning from from it. So we had lots of parents email us, ask us for trainings, um, ask us for technical support. Um, we had a lot of them jump into calls with us to explain what their kids are working on and how 
maybe changes and improvements to the product can help. So we're certainly seeing far more engagement from our product teams and engineering teams and customer success teams with parents. Um, and I, I think that's all really good to see because it means that my hope is that this continues, this sort of level of engagement by parents continues into the new year mm. and we'll, we'll, we'll eventually just have a place where the kids feel like they can talk to both the teacher and the parents if they ever want help. And that's that's only a good thing, right? Right. Um, what about your your pricing structures? I, if I remember correctly, that it, this would be something that a district would adopt, but it's also an, an app that anybody can really download at a base level, correct? Uh, has, has and has that changed any? Uh, has the pandemic changed those strategies at all? Yeah. So we we have a before COVID, we had a free version and a paid version, and we like to keep things really simple here at Cami. So we just have one paid version that's available. There's no upper versions. Um, if you get the school district paid version, then you get more, I guess, administrative tools, but mm. that's it. Um, and so there's a paid and there's a free version. Most people who sign up will get a 30 day trial, um, whether it's through a coupon or uh, we offer it or something else. During COVID, we started to provide extremely long trial periods for anyone and everyone that was asking for it. So anyone that was affected can email us uh, or fill in a form and they'd automatically get a 30-day trial. Sorry, no, it, was, it wasn't a 30-day trial. They would automatically get a three-month trial for free. Um, so we extended that trial a couple times as well just so that it gives these teachers enough time to adjust and still be able, be able to provide the instruction to the end of the year, the school year. Um, so yeah, that's what we did. And that was extremely popular. Lots of people took advantage of that at both the teacher level, the parent level, and the district level. Um, and for the upcoming school year, we're starting to talk to these larger districts and saying, well, how can we, here's how we can help you um, during this sort of really uncertain period we have a tool that allows you to work really well in classroom, some sort of blended hybrid approach, as well as remote learning only. And um, we have benefits for the entire spectrum, right? Whether it's paper time savings all the way up to high engagement uh, in a remote only class. That's great. Let's talk a little bit about um, other aspects going forward? You said a little bit about uh, assessment and thinking about new ways in which uh, CAMI can provide uh, assessment uh, techniques and, and services. Any other aspects of this um, that you're, what you want to talk about <laughs> that, uh, along the ways that you see this changing the way you do business and hopefully improving the way in which we teach children? So our, our vision is to create a product that students and teachers will use around all of their documents. Um, so it's not just PDFs, it's uh, Word, it's new documents that they may be creating from scratch. And Cami allows you to work on, on all of them. And um, we want to be able to provide a way to make their documents more interactive, right? So it's not just marking up and adding video and allowing you to do text-to-speech. 
we're also thinking about exit tickets. We're thinking about how um, teachers can administer quizzes, uh, assessments, tests, um, or, or even sort of get a quick temperature check to see if the instruction that they're providing is actually providing the kid, you know, if the kids actually understand and comprehend what they're providing instruction on. So, and, and whether the, the teachers need to provide additional scaffold of, of information or to, to help. Um, so we don't, we're, we're thinking about that sort of, those sorts of workflows and how that can help the kids later down the line. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of, there are a lot of apps out there that already try and do some of the, the stuff, but never really truly around um, a document and as integrated into a document as, as we're able to. So I think yeah. um, we want to do something really unique and special that no one else is able to do um, that really addresses a, a need from teachers. Now, at the beginning of our conversation, you mentioned how this stemmed from uh, you and your co-founders' experience at university uh, and then pivoting into to K-12. Um, any thoughts about moving back into higher education? This certainly seems like a tool that would be appropriate now for those remote learning setups. And maybe even further, any, any thoughts about uh, the professional learning space with tools like this? You know, it might surprise you that we actually have lots of enterprises that also use our application and they love the simplicity the ease of use uh, so much that they will use it for their say back office um, administration uh, on their documents and you know we've got other use cases beyond it's still within k-12 but sort of beyond your normal teaching workflows like school board meetings um, signing filling in forms for, for teachers, uh, let's say annual leave slips. Uh, we, we don't usually focus uh, or market to those use cases because as a small company from New Zealand, uh, we really have to focus down on one set of audience, which is the teacher and the student and now the parent, yeah. and making a, an experience that's extremely good for them. And, you know, maybe once we're a billion-dollar company or maybe once we get acquired by um, someone huge, then we'll have the resources to really focus on other use cases like higher ed or the professional setting. Um, but right now it's just K-12, and that's our only audience. And that those are the people that I'm talking, I'm personally talking to every single day to make sure that we have the tools, um, we're providing the tools for them to have a great back-to-school. Well, that's great. And uh, congratulations uh, on your hard work. And from the look of some of the case studies on your on your site, um, your tools are helping a lot of kids um, suffer through this uh, this group exercise that we're, we're enduring right now. So, Haji, thanks again for taking the time to speak with me. No problem. Thank you so much for your time as well. And uh, to the listeners out there for listening to our story. Yep. Yep. Thanks to the listeners. And I hope you all click in uh, for another episode of Remote Possibilities. Thanks again.